Good morning. Reality has set in. This is 2021. And this podcast was created so that people would start understanding the role that they actually play in the lives of their family members and their children. The reality sets in when perhaps we understand that we see thousands of Americans, millions and billions of them every day, but only a few of them participate in the political arena. And the way the process has been established for public education in our nation is under local control. So if you don't have people that you can honestly say have continued to lobby for the betterment of America and these in your lifetime. I'll just say it in your lifetime because I'm 64, but then it was in 1964. I'm not even 64 yet. Look, I'm pushing that up, but great. But it was in 1964 that we passed the Civil Rights Bill. But every... In the history of America, we can look back and we were always moving towards the betterment of America. Even though we understood we had this ugly underbelly of dysfunction continuing to hang on in America as if they could win. But you know what January 6th showed all Americans? Let me tell you what it showed all Americans. It showed us that they've been working towards a separate nation and that's how come we can't grow. You see, that was real that we all witnessed and we didn't, we tolerated it. But when Barack Obama was in office, we let the Republicans shut him down. As America, we should have been outraged because so much more could have happened for us as a people as he was our president. And then, believe it or not, now you understand what can happen to you when you have a bad president. (laughs) Barack saved America. And Trump, Donald Trump, tore it down. Don't you see? The universe is even telling you that perhaps we had elected and put the wrong person in power. As everything that I can think of continue to happen negative in America. But you know, the sad thing is is that we don't celebrate public education and how can we celebrate public education as it is so dysfunctional. And the intent behind public education has truly been lost, especially in the black community. And the black children are out there in the street talking about Black Lives Matter. And they're out there marching with the white children because they grew up together. And the Asians and the Mexicans and the Vietnamese and the Laotians and the Cambodians. I mean, you know, we finally made it to America. That's what we did. And as being an American, and you see, I've always been an American. That's just hard to say. I, I, I would listen to people as they tried to tell me that somehow my voice made no difference in the room, but it really didn't matter. 
as I have been an observer of time. And I have been successful in raising my children as a single parent. That means that it can really happen, that you don't have to depend on no one, that you can make it by yourself. But the universe brought you someone who probably just didn't live up. That's what I can say. Because the challenge is always going to be withstanding by what your gift was. And if you're able, you know, just don't have the ability to do that. Well, then, I mean, you know, I can't, I can't talk about the strife in your life. Because I believe that there is. I believe that for people who walk away from the gifts that you were given because they become a responsibility. That life is not kind to you. And I probably can testify, hey, because my son's fathers, and you know, my three sons had three fathers, but two of them are already six feet under, and I am still standing. And one I think is teetering, but I can't really say, because I don't know anything about him. Just so happened that he was just, happened to be there living a lie and I have lived the truth period I don't have a lot to say and you know people think oh, you think you think you know you think you know you think you know no I only know what I know and I can tell you a lot of people get offended by my my dialogue because they're not doing anything and they've never done anything and they don't want to feel responsible for doing anything for living in America, demanding accountability, participating in the outcomes and the maintenance. I mean, you know, because usually when people get jobs, they get involved with their employment. That's good. We need people involved in every level. I mean, in Sacramento City Unified School District, they were hiring people in poverty, keeping them at two or three hours a day for 20 years. Now, what does that look like to you? Does that look like, I mean, you know, a lot of people who worked in Sacramento City Unified School District worked a minimum of three to four hours a week lunch duty as a permanent job and depended on the healthcare system and dependent on the welfare system and never had enough money to do anything more and could have had full-time jobs. But guess what? The district figured out how they didn't have to pay any damn benefits and still could have, because a lot of these people, they even supplemented their time with grant funding so that they could be full-time employees but still pay like a part-time employee. I mean... You have to understand, greed is real. And when people are working with unrestricted money, <laughs> they figure out how they could get the most out of it. And the oversight process of public education is you. So irregardless of who you think you may be or who you think you might be or might want to be, if you have children, the oversight responsibility for public services come from the people who are paying the goddamn taxes. Now, I said it. 
And I really don't give a damn because quite frankly, you get tired of talking about empower yourself as a parent when parents don't even show up at school. You get tired of seeing the same children in behavioral programs because we're talking about social skills and we're really talking about life skills and we're talking about cities and towns and communities that offer those things and they send their little functional people out and they move to different parts of the country and they know what it's supposed to look like but then there are people who keep to themselves and don't know how to make it happen they never complete i never thought i would see a state, a county, a city where they didn't have an equal opportunity employment office or an office of civil rights or the whole federal gambit of federal services within a state, especially the state of Nevada, as they are a state of human capital. So where are the rules? Where's the oversight? Because guess what? In America, over the past 60 years, states' rights has taken over. Huh. And I know what I'm talking about. Because you are unable to navigate a system that has no foundational support. And yeah, sure, they can use other states. You know, they can negotiate and say, well, can we use part of your part of your it codes or part of your this part of your that no no that's not how it works you need to use it all when you're using the law because they have other regulations that are based on the codes of of law that they write but in your community you have a legislative body who do not understand that the federal government is their oversight and then they try to make rules and follow processes that don't make any sense. And because the people here are so fragmented, because, you know, this is a a city that has transitional bodies. People are just coming and going, coming and going in Los Angeles. I mean, in big cities like Los Angeles, like San Francisco, like New York, like Clark County, Las Vegas, Nevada. Clark County is just a county, but believe me, Las Vegas sits in a bowl. And it's the whole thing, the whole enchilada. And I don't know, they may have several different fragments of different uh, governing bodies through charter schools and whatever. But those rural schools get funding. And so soon the funding look like underfunding certain people. And then pretty soon it just became like depending on underfunding certain subgroups. So certain subgroups of people don't even understand the support that early Head Start has created for families in poverty. For families in poverty. Did you hear me when I said families in poverty? I did. But then here in Las Vegas, you, you understand that they go up to 28% of the poverty. I mean, they stretch it as far as they can stretch it. I mean, it's not a program for children in poverty anymore. Because I haven't even seen a Head Start place in my area where I live. You know what I'm saying? But in Sacramento, Sacramento had a lot of Head Starts, I want to say. So I guess that's why they had a lot of advocacy going on. Because what Head Start actually does is 
works with the families and the parents to understand their roles and responsibility as parenting. But not only that, they have a fathers and, and, and children program. I mean, you know, it has a, a gambit of so many different parts, moving parts. They even have a, a infants and toddlers program. But that's paid all by the federal government. And it's operated by the federal government. And the training comes from the federal government. And and that's just kind of like how it is. But, you know, I also know that, like, for the Corporation of National Community Service, they also allow states to do their own training. I guess they work with the trainers and train the trainers, but they kind of, like, let them establish the foundational process. And that's kind of how it works. I was so blessed to meet Michael Rosenberg, who was the State Disabilities Counselor for Area Board 3 in Sacramento, because... Mm, he supported me in my journey for supporting my children. And now they don't even have area boards like they used to have them. The services are not aligned like they used to have them. The oversight comes from appointed board members with paychecks, not volunteers with stipends. I think, I don't know, what's the difference? I think the difference is, is that usually when people want to participate in an area because they have a level of knowledge and they've lived through some things and then they apply to participate and they are denied because somebody appointed someone to sit on the seat that represents the community's views even if they haven't lived through anything even if they have nothing to offer <laughs> it really doesn't matter because we have been on a path of no return and there is so much work out there to ensure that America kind of like remains America. Because Donald Trump was trying to make public education, private education, and say that churches and, and not-for-profit schools had access to the money. And believe me, they have access to the money in Nevada. It doesn't matter what kind of school you are. You can get some money if you open up a program and bring in two kids with that qualify for free and reduced lunch. Is that a joke? <laughs> it's only a joke because guess what? It doesn't matter. The oversight of public services is the public, the people who live there. But there should be a stronger level of accountability for federal allocations. And how is it that they don't have to meet the requirements of the federal reporting guidance? How they're using the money in Nevada, you can go and see, as I have, and found that the end-of-year reports or the reports that they submit to the federal government have no data. And Nevada is the only one, the only state, <laughs> that just doesn't do whatever. So when you click on the maps and you see other states doing wonderful things, innovative things, you can see some data. Then look at Nevada. They don't have no data. Zero. Like they don't even exist on the map. It was amazing to come here, and as I'm not going to leave, I'm going to be here for the rest of my life, I assume. I will understand how they have been able to skirt the federal responsibility and guidance under spending those federal allocations. Where's the data? 
how do they charge in some Title I schools for participation in certain activities? Because illegally, they cannot do it. Force people to purchase items, cannot do it. In a Title I school, the resources are there to ensure that inclusivity happens. But I just really need to understand about this harbor program. And I've talked to several people and still don't understand. There are no federal documenting requirements. And although the partnership with the county and the juvenile justice system is just that, and the and who's actually overseeing those children and where is the data and how many children are actually in those programs i guess i think they're 31 percent in i mean you know but they said they had 80 percent african-american population in the in the in the juvenile justice system but you know if they take children eight years old here in nevada i mean i really like to just deal with the raw data you know because the raw data will show me what's happening, what I see what's happening in the communities and where I see that there's no services. And I understand why so many African-Americans are in, incarcerated because they have no skills, but somebody got paid. Somebody got paid very well because we spend billions of dollars in public education and when people like Lauren Hill would pay $2.3 million in back taxes, and myself being an African-American female, understand what is required of agencies to deal with federal dollars, and then to request information, and just to be told, huh, according to NRS, such a such a such a such, I don't have to do anything. Well, according to NRS, touch, 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 Nevada is not working for all people because they pretend they have no obligation to the federal 300 codes, you know, the U.S. Title 34 codes, you know, U.S. 20, you know, all those 300 point this point, 300 point that point. You know what I'm saying? Because we all get the money and anybody gets to have the money. But guess what? The money comes with strings and, and comes with responsibilities. But, you know, I can talk and I talk this way. And a lot of people don't talk the way I talk. I love to talk to people who are right here at my level. That's how come the, most of the times when I participated in public organizations and groups, they were like organizations and groups that dealt with public policy and personal responsibility and the maintenance of effort and the implementing and accessing and determining the benefit and understanding that that is a requirement that any and all can participate and that the public, that the elections are public and that, you know, in school site councils, the parents represent the parents, but the parents elect the parents. And the teachers represent the teachers, but the teachers select which teachers will participate. And of course, the, the district has an administrator and there's several administrators that may participate, but it really doesn't matter. 
Because if you are not providing any data to the public and you feel that you can continue to spend those federal dollars, a wake-up call is coming. Because we have a new administration called Biden-Harris and Kamala Harris wrote the policies for California for truancy. I don't see any regulations in regards to truancy and the state aligned agencies, but I do understand how law enforcement is very involved in the process of people being placed in the harbor and what the harbor actually is for. But when the harbor takes children as young as six years old, <laughs> what, ha what who are we as a nation? We're just those same people that were stealing babies at the border. We're just those same people that created jobs by stealing babies at the border. Because you see, they don't even know where those children's families are. They don't even, they're not, even if they did know, they ain't telling. Because these are contracts and contractors. I mean, think about all the money it took to get those babies from the border to the southern states <laughs> where they now have servants yeah, or whatever. Because, you know, someone was telling me a story and it was a heinous story. It was about how they had went somewhere and saw a lady on a plane and she had all those little white children but she had one little black girl and she was talking to the baby meanly. You better. You better. And then so someone was watching and someone reported her. But turns out she had adopted an African girl from the countries, you know, the African countries, and somehow made her her children's nannies. And that's, is that cool to you? I mean, because we see a lot of black children with white families, but we rarely ever see white children with black families. You have to understand that you know, all of the programs, CPS in California, I don't know what agency they have here. And, but there have agencies and nonprofit agencies that are all over and through America. And those agencies are able to write and get government grants. What kind of government grants? I'm just telling you, you have to be willing to do the work, of course, but you can get a grant for anything you would like to do. I mean, if I needed a grant, I probably could get a grant to do this one. I mean, my little podcast. But eventually, I probably will just start allowing people to donate, to continue this work, to continue to upgrade my equipment, you know, to continue to bring you these wonderful information. But a lot of this information just comes from living. And I will say, life has been kind to me. Life has been really kind to me. Although there are always people that don't want to re accept their personal responsibilities. Because I feel that if you have a tribe, you're responsible for that tribe. And as a matriarch in that tribe, you need to be responsible and listen to your parents. But when you want to pretend that you don't have any obligation to how your children behave, huh, life is not going to be kind to you. Because you have to deal with the trials and tribulations and they're coming. You never know. But guess what? I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Payback is a mm. And then you just keep on whatever. Everybody has to set responsibility for the things that they do. 
as I have said, I have, I had three baby daddies. Yes, I did. And two of them are six feet under. I burned up. Ashes to ashes, dusted. I think both of them got cremated because neither one were in a relationship where they, you know, and then people pilfer your things and then don't allow your children to have anything. And that did happen with my sons. Even though there's written documents, people control what belongs to you. <laughs> what a joke. America. But things are getting ready to change. And under the Biden administration, if there's things to be done, I guess there's things to be done. And people will be held accountable for their actions. Just know that. Because God don't like ugly or the universe don't like ugly. And payback is what it is. And it don't have to be coming from anybody you have afflicted your negativity on. Just know that Life is a gift, and I'm still living. Grateful for my blessings and understanding that there is still so much work to do. But you can only do what you believe that you can do. You can only accomplish what you think you can accomplish. And you just have to use vision. Listen to some of these young rappers. Listen to Kanye West. Listen to Nipsey Hussle. Listen to the young people. Because they understand influence, power. And when you start understanding who you are and committing to whatever it is you're going to get done, accomplishments can happen. You can make it. You just first have to believe in yourself. But belief comes from deep down in your soul. You have to understand that you have not been set upon this journey without the skills to conquer it. But you have to be willing to open up your mind and willing to understand that the challenges of the day will always be challenges unknown. But it really doesn't matter because opportunity is there. Resources are there and they do exist in America. If you cannot read or write, you will be somehow, you know, um, prohibited or, you know, blocked. But there are always ways around not being able to read because now we have so much technology. They have readers that read to you. And you don't have to know how to read. You can get a Kindle and you can listen, listen, listen. You can get books on audio cassette. Expand your mind. Because life is about lifetime learning opportunities. But know this. We are a nation that has capital. Human capital. And not all human capital are being given the same access. Because if you don't have a strong beginning... You will have a weak end. <laughs> I mean, this, this just kind of like, it is real, right? If you don't have skills, you can't do what I do. If you haven't accepted the challenges and, you know, just did what you need to do, finding resources for your children, because there are resources out there and none of it costs. 
because the federal government has ensured that access happens for all children under IDEA 2004. And believe me, nothing's really changed. Uh, nothing's changed in education except for the mindset of the people who are providing the services. And if they feel that, that your child can't be successful in their program, or perhaps your child can't be successful in their program, so find somewhere where your child can be successful because every child carries a dollar mark. And we are going to find that the money is going to follow the child very soon. Barack Obama ended the waivers. He ended every waiver and nobody got a waiver under special education in, in 2020. You understand what I'm saying? There were no waivers issued to any states. So they still had an obligation to children with disabilities. Special education is a ticket. Well, I'm coming down to my half an hour mark. And I will say, until we meet again, like, subscribe, tune in, educate yourself. If you don't believe me, go to the Department of Education in your state. If you don't believe that, go to the U.S. Department of Education. And understand, freedom is not free. This is Darlene Anderson signing out on my Parent Empowerment Half an Hour.